This message was presented at the GYC 2014 conference at the Cross in Phoenix, Arizona. For other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org. Okay. It's time. It's three o'clock sharp. <laughs> Welcome back. (laughs) Then we are going to answer that question. What was the question? Yes, yes. Um, Let me share with you, but before that, I would like to ask a volunteer to pray. Would like to pray. The roving mic is here. Mm. Eric, you pray. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to be here, and we just want to thank you for uh, the fact that you're such a personal God. Um, Lord, you know that many of us have come here because we've, we've realized the need in our life. We've realized that we need to pray more. We need to be um, praying for ourselves, praying for our families, praying for our friends, and we come here with the desire to know you more, to really commit to deepening our walk with you. Lord, we can't do this on our own. We need your strength, so we pray that you be with us right now, right here, give the speaker the wisdom to speak in the spirit, and strengthen us from within, Lord, so that we can do this in a great way. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. um, So what is the answer? The answer is... In John, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. Of course, that is not the only answer, but uh, the beginning of the answer. This is the confidence. Let's, um, let's read this together. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. would like us to follow this carefully because it is quite very involving study about this. Um, This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. That passage is a key passage to answer this question. It is according to his will. Then we say, but that is what we are saying when we pray. If it is your will. But when you analyze the prayers in the Bible, we don't really find them much doing that. Have you read the prayers? Uh, They did not say, uh, if it is according to your will. Have you noticed that? They just prayed and then expect, expected the answer. Not that there's something wrong in praying and saying, if it is your will. But we don't see that much in the Bible. That also kind of triggered some um, question in my heart. said, why is it? Of course, Jesus Christ, when he prayed, 
in Gethsemane, then he said that uh, he, it was a kind of a surrender, surrendered prayer. He said, not my will, but your will. So it is said here, follow the reasoning, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That means you will have a positive answer. So it has to be according to the will of God. So the key is to ask only things according to the will of God. Because if it is not according to the will of God, then it should be no. But the following question is, how do we know that this uh, prayer request is according to the will of God? How do you know? That is the heart of the matter, is to know if this prayer request is according to the will of God or not. Because it is said, it is guaranteed. If it is according to the will of God, the answer will be yes. So, if we just know the will of God, then that trend that we see in the Bible will be repeated. Our challenge is that, how do we know? And that's why, since we don't know, to be sure, not to be presumptuous, you add this, that sentence, if it is according to your will. But the kind of prayer that we see, we don't really see that. So the key is to know the will of God. If this prayer request is according to the will of God or not. How do we know the will of God? How do we know what to ask and what not to ask? Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So God is willing to give us the knowledge of his will. That's why Paul prayed for the Colossians. He said, uh, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will. So we need to know the will of God. How do we know the will of God? We, one chapter in the book, uh, Steps to Christ, it talks about the will of God, how to know the will of God. But listen to this. To know the will of God, we have to saturate our minds with the word of God. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, and Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Let's read that. I like this Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. We are studying the Bible right now. 
Can you read it? Yes, please. Read. Verse 16, yes. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Right. Don't forget that. To know the will of God, we must fill our minds with the word of God. Many times we fill this mind with all kinds of things and we expect to know the will of God. That is an unrealistic expectation. Because in the book, Great Controversy, page 69, he said the study of the scripture is the means divinely ordained to bring men into closer connection with their creator and to give them a clearer knowledge of his will. Have you noticed that? A clearer knowledge of his will. So to know the will of God, we need to study more the word of God, saturate our minds with the word of God. I, I know there is a man, um, a friend of mine, a colleague. God is really using him in a mighty way. And I know already that his knowledge of the scripture is just outstanding. So I ask him, how many times have you read? How many times have you read the Bible? And his answer is, I lost count. He saturated his mind with the word of God. And I continue. He said here, um, it is the medium of communication between God and man. And then, in my life today, ML is uh, my life today, page 283, the Bible is God's voice speaking to us just as if we could hear it with our ears. You see the importance of the Bible and the knowledge of the will of God. If you really want to know the will of God, we need to study the word of God. We need to fill our minds with the word of God. We cannot expect to know the will of God if our mind is blank or filled of all kind of junks. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that so that you may know him better. You may know him better. So it's not only, you see the, the next step now, to know the word of God, but to know God personally. To know the will of God is to know God personally. That is the key for an answered prayer, to know the will of God. You remember, once again, we are saying 
the yes answer is because they only ask things according to the will of God. And for us to do that, we need to know the will of God. And how to know the will of God, study the word of God. And not only studying the word of God, but to know God personally. So the key to an answered prayer is to know God personally. I will explain this more. To know God's mind. This is also profound. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 to 11 and 16. But God has revealed it to us by the Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? Let's expand that for a while. For what? He said here. For who among men knows the thoughts of the man except the man's spirit within him? That means the best person who knows your mind is yourself. What is going on in your mind now, we can guess. You can tell us. But you are the one, you are the best person to know exactly what you are thinking now. And the Bible says that the Spirit is that one. The Spirit knows exactly the mind of the Father. And said, in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. But we have the mind of Christ. That means the Spirit knows the mind of the Father. And if we have the Spirit, the Spirit will reveal the mind of the Father. Exactly. And here, in Christ's object lesson, page 129, if we keep the Lord ever before us, Allowing our hearts to go out in thanksgiving and praise to him. Remember that if. Few things that we need to do. First is what? We keep the Lord ever before us. What is the meaning of that? What is this? Practice the presence of God. You see, um, the word fear, to fear the Lord is a technical term in the Bible, to fear the Lord. And um, that word fear in Hebrew was studied. And you know, when you study the word, you really want to know the meaning of the word, we go to the root of that, the origin of that word. And it was studied that um, that word, it does not have the root in the Hebrew language. And if you don't have the root of the word used in the Bible, then you go to the surrounding nations. Probably it was borrowed, like what we are doing now. There are many French words in the English, word, English language. I know that. Laissez-faire, that is French. Uh -huh. uh, 
but it is now in English word, French English. <laughs> the same thing. So they went into the surrounding nations to know what is the meaning of this word to fear. And they found it in the Egyptian language. But it, is, it has to do with your eye, the eyes to see. I said, what is the connection between the two? And then you put that together with the way of thinking of the Hebrew people. For them, they come from the concrete to the abstract. For the Greek, it comes from the abstract to the concrete. Then it is clear that that word is borrowed just to express the presence of God. So to fear God is to be aware of his eyes. The presence of God is to be aware of his eyes. So to know God, as it is said here, if we keep the Lord ever before us, the key to an answered prayer Remember this is to practice the presence of God in our lives. That God is always present. And that presence is sanctifying. And that presence is to teach us the will of God, to know him. You see, if you are always in the presence of someone, what is happening? Those who are married, you know what I'm talking about. You know better your spouse. That's why it is not healthy to be married and to live apart. You need to know more. So when God is always present, you will know God more. The presence. Because this is not like a a detached presence. It is an involving presence, talking presence through reading the Bible, through prayer, um, presence of God. And he said, and then allowing our hearts to go out in thanksgiving and praise to him. Praising God. Unfortunately, we don't praise God enough. We are very quick to ask, oh, God, help me. It's okay. God is our father. But we should be also grateful children to thank him for what he's doing. If you do that, thank God, praising God, you would know God better. Thank you, God, for bringing me to GYC. Thank you, God. Like myself, I'm always thanking God. You know, I was not born in this faith. Um, I was in darkness, um, worshiping idols and ancestors, far from God. But God snatched me from there. And here I am. To me, it is a miracle. And I'm praising God when I think of that. And the more I praise God, 
the more I understand him. This is what is it. We need to practice also this praising God. We need to praise God more. We need to thank God more. Many times we are always busy talking about what we don't have, that we are not aware of the value of things that we have. We are always thinking of the things that, what, what is the next thing that I'm asking to God? That we forget to praise God and to thank him for what he has done already. So the passage here is saying, let's change that. Let's just have a season of, of praises, asking, thanking him, um, counting the blessings of the Lord. I did this one day. I decided to pray all night. And I structured, I went into a, the wood not far from where I live. And um, I structured the prayer into, said the first, the first section of my prayer will be just counting the blessings of God since my childhood. He said, I would like to recall all the things that God has done. I was not aware. I was in darkness. But when I look back, it is God protecting me. God already guided me. I didn't know it. But when I look back, that was the hand of God. Amen. So I started to count. Recall. I remember when I was about three years old. I was with my grandfather. And I remember the, the sweet time. He loved me so much, my grandfather, I know. And I, I, I remember those. I went four, five, six, seven, eight. And I counted. I spent a lot of time doing that. Hours just counting the blessings of God. And part of the night was gone. Already. And I finished my prayer around five o'clock in the morning. And I counted the blessings of God. And I tell you, that was a great blessing. Counting the blessing of, blessings of God is a blessing in itself. So I would like to urge us, and not only me, it's, it's here. He said, we need to develop that. He said, allowing our hearts to go out in thanksgiving and praise, praise to him. Then we shall have continual freshness in our religious life. If you don't want to be dry spiritually, here is the formula. Develop the praising spirit. Thanking him. Don't just concentrate on the negative or the trial. Oh, complaining it becomes a, uh, you know, some people, they just, they want to write another book of lamentations. <laughs> one is enough in the Bible. Don't write another one. <laughs> Let's just praise God and testify. Praising God. He said, our prayers, if we do that, listen to this, 
our prayers will take the form of a conversation with God as we would talk with a friend. You see, the, prog the progress now, the progression toward this knowing God. You see, now, as a friend, you know, a friend, a true friend, even if he or she does not talk, you would understand what he wants to say. Even before you say it, you start to smile. I know what you want to say. And guess what? It is true. Why? Because of the friendship. You have been together for so long that you know exactly the way the other one thinks. And that is the friendship with God. If you spend time with God through prayer, through studying of the word, and through practicing his presence in your life, through praises and worship, then you would know the will of God. A friend. And uh, it is said here, he will, let's read together the one that I bolded. You will speak his mysteries to us personally. You see, it, this is just logical. All of us, we have close friends. We volunteer information to our friends. They don't even need to ask. They don't even need, what about that? What? You know what? What? You started to tell already, but please, this is just between us. You are the only one knowing this. We are saying that. We volunteer information to our friends. But for those who are not close to us, we are very selective. Because we don't want it to be distorted or misused or abused. But for friends, we are so open. We volunteered. He said, do you want to know more? We had been asking. And once you become the friend of God, God will volunteer information to you personally. You say, you know what? This is what I'm planning to do. Go and ask for this. I have a friend. And uh, they are helping to build schools in different divisions, and he approached me one day. He said, Paul, there's money to build schools. Go and ask. And he's part of the one to give that money. And there was also a man who worked in a kind of a, a land and property uh, in, uh, with the government. Then the government uh, had a plan to kind of give land a new, in a new plot, give it to a church or give it to a hospital, kind of a project. Then the man who is inside, he just said, listen, there is this plan that the government will give that plot of land if you have a, a noble project. Go and ask for it. God through the Spirit, he's just doing that. And he, he reveals personally his mysteries. You know that? Mysteries. 
to us personally. You know, many times I'm praying, said, Lord, I really want you to speak to me. I know that uh, this is not early church, but I study in the Bible and the spirit of prophecy that you have not changed. And uh, I would like you to speak to me as well. Maybe not every day, like an audible voice or so, but I would like to hear your voice. That has been my prayer. And God has done kind of showing things that under normal circumstances I would never know. Not that I've arrived, but this is my goal. I'm still, I'm in a journey, just like all of us. But one thing is sure, I really want it. I want a religious life, a spiritual life that is genuine. That is true that I know God personally. And what a loss, actually, if I don't do that. If I left the world, and here I am, being just contented with just an average spiritual life. It has to be genuinely acceptable to God. And this relationship God wants to establish. He is our Father, Heavenly Father, and loving Father. A loving Father, one thing that a father wants is to have a strong relationship with his children. I know that from experience, and it is rewarding. But me, I'm a sinful father. I have that earning, that desire. What about God? God wants a strong and genuine and vibrant relationship with us, his children. But we need to spend time with him. This statement alone can change our spiritual life. Do you accept that? It's true. But let's continue. Knowing God's will. Continue the idea of friends. James chapter 2 verse 23. And he, who is that? He was called the friend of God. Who is that? Abraham. And all of this. And it is said also, the text in Chronicles, 2 Chronicles chapter 2, 20 verse 7. God himself said, he is my friend. You know, um, people would like to be called the friend of a powerful man. Or powerful woman. Oh, let's say um, a president of a nation. I said, yes, we are still, we are related. We were together at school. He is my friend. But until he says that he is, actually you are his friend, people will not believe. But, But God, God is saying, Abraham. Is my friend. And Jesus said, You too, I will call you my friend, not just a servant. We want this relationship. 
It is not just a servant. That would be wonderful already. The servant of God. And a child of God. But God is saying, you are my child, but you are also my friend. That is the kind of relationship a parent, a father or a mother would like to have. Children, parents' relationship, but friends' relationship. That has been my goal of my children, to be also their friends. And God is blessing. And one of them is here, Moise Ratsara, uh, the one, the vice president for the, the programming of GYC. Um, and God wants that more. Those children of mine, they are really my friends. They are so open, and uh, I am here for them, and they are there also for me. But God is more. God is more. So God is our friend. He wants to be our friend. But somehow we are this kind of friend to say, well, you are my friend, but I don't have time for you. I am so busy. I cannot write email. I cannot send text. I am sorry. I'm busy. You are a friend, but you have no time. And um, almost like God is begging for relationship. But it should be the opposite. We need him more. Right? Of course, God loves us. And Paul, this is another secret to know the will of God. Paul had dedicated himself and all his powers to the service of God. He had received the truths of the gospel direct from heaven. And throughout his ministry, he maintained a vital connection with heavenly agencies. And here is the conclusion. Paul knew the mind of the Spirit of God. It is through our service as well. If we serve God, if we are in his service, he will also reveal his will to us. This is not just revealing his will out of curiosity. It is revealing his will for service, for mission. That is the goal. So if we are not involved in ministry, if we are not involved in serving him, we will not know his will. He will not reveal his will. So God likes to reveal his will or talk personally to those who are involved in ministry, in his mission. Because the goal for revealing the will of God is for ministry and for our dedication to the word of God. But how? Practically, how is this thing working? Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. It says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for. 
we don't know the will of God right now. And we don't want to be presumptuous. We are talking about relentless prayer. We don't want to let the arm of God too soon go. I said, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless grooms. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with what? With the will of God. So the Spirit is there to guide. If we have the Holy Spirit in our hearts, if we know God personally, God will tell us what to ask. What is his will? And we only ask what is according to the will of God. And here, Sister White says, For what nation is there so great who has God so nigh unto them? As the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him. If we will draw nigh to God, he will draw nigh to us. And his glory will, will go before us. He will, this is a key uh, sentence, he will indict. What is the meaning of indict? If you go to the dictionary. He will indict our petitions. This is a kind of a legal word used in court to say that um, there is someone who is kind of framing uh, what you are saying according to the law so that it will have favor. It will be readable according to the words of, of the law, uh, law uh, rules of law. And the Holy Spirit is doing that. He will indict our petitions, teaching us, this is beautiful. I don't know about you, but this is exciting. He said, teaching us for the very thing that he has pledged himself to bestow on us. That means the Holy Spirit is working. For those who knows God, know God, the Holy Spirit is working on a prayer to say that, okay, we would like you to ask this. And this is how you say it. And God will answer that. And listen to the result. We must not only pray in Christ's name, but by the inspiration of who? Of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is inspiring our prayer. This explains what is meant when it is said that the Spirit maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And here, let's read this, everybody, if you can. Such prayer, God delights to answer. That is the key. Such prayer. It is a long process, but once we reach that, then the answer will be yes. So what is the paradigm shift, the change here? In the Bible, the clearance goes first. 
It is just like a check. The clearance of our prayers will be screened before prayer, not after. For us, many times, the clearance, when we say, if it is according to your will, we pray, 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 and then, if it is according to your will. So that is a kind of a clearance. We qualify it to say, well, I've prayed about this thing, but I'm aware that it's possible that it is not according to your will. So I'm okay if you say no. That is how we pray. Am I right? Many times. But according to this praying in spirit, this is the true praying in spirit in other people will interpret that like speaking in tongues or things. But praying in spirit is that way. You do the screening before praying. You know first what to ask according to the will of God. Your walk with God, your relationship with God will help you to know what to ask and what not to ask. And you know, this is true in, actually in real life, our relationship. If you have a friend, you know exactly if a friend is going to say yes or no. Yes or no. If you want to ask something, if you really know something, if you really know someone, you know Almost 100%, not 100% because we are not God. But if you are with someone long enough and he is or she is your friend, you know the answer of your request. If you say, okay, uh, let's go, let's do this, you know if it will be yes or no. And as a friend... What do you do? If you know that the answer is a no, you would not even ask. You, you save him from saying no to you. You only ask when you know that the answer is yes. That is our relationship with God. If we have developed this close relationship with God, even if you want to ask something, you know that it is not according to the will of God. You don't ask it. You kind of save God from saying no. Because the relationship is so good and it is painful for a friend to say no. It is almost more painful for the one, for the one to say no than for the one to be denied. If, if a friendship is so close, a friend is always there to do everything to please you. So, as a true friend, if you know that the answer will be no, you will not ask. Even if you want it, you will control yourself. He you said, no, I really want to do that with him, with her, but I know you will say no, I will not ask. That is the experience of these people in the Bible. They only ask once they know it is the will of God. 
because they spend time knowing God first. That is the key for an answered prayer. Spending time knowing God. Many times, many times we jump asking. We don't even know God enough. It is just like uh, seeing someone there for the first time or, or just uh, casually and you start to ask something. Very difficult. You would not say yes. You would not have time for that. And he's not inclined to do that. But if you develop a relationship with that very individual, then you ask. You might say yes. So the key here, the change here, is that it is always according to the will of God. But it should not be before, it should be before but not after. So the yes, yes, yes in the Bible, it is as a result of a deep walk with God, of saturating the minds with the will of God, with the, the word of God, spending time on the knees like Jesus Christ, early morning, sometimes all night, and throughout the day, practicing the presence of God always. God is always there talking. And in, in our heart, communicating with God, having this communion, constant communion with God, then God, as, we, as you read, God almost volunteers his information to say, you know what? Ask for this, and I will give. And that's why it said, is such prayer God delights to answer. Delights. He likes it. But it has to come through process of clearing, knowing the will of God. So the key, the heart of the matter is to know the will of God. How do you know the will of God? Just spending time with God. And God will tell us what to ask. And when God says, ask this, then for sure the answer is yes. But if we don't spend time with God, we don't know his mind, we don't know his will, then it's an attempt. It is like, well, well let me ask this. Probably this, this is according to the will of God. Let me try. You are not sure. The will of God. Of course... We, we as human beings, we are limited. Sometimes we miss. Like Paul. He missed. He didn't know the will of God about the thorn in the flesh. He missed that. So sometimes we ask something and God says no. We should expect that as well because we guessed God wrongly. We made that mistake. We have not reached perfection. But it should not be, it should be exception rather than the trend. If we know God, the no should be exception. Once in a while, God says no like Paul. But the trend must be yes. And that 
is my prayer for every one of us. Tomorrow, we will talk about faith. Because that also is the key. One, one great key is the will of God. But there's another one. Is faith. The prayer of faith. Because God will answer only the prayer of faith. So we need to know how to strengthen our faith. I would like to invite you to come tomorrow. And uh, on Sabbath, as I promised, we will have a, a deep and serious season of prayer. Once we understand this, and then we spend at least half of the time on Sabbath, our last seminar, we're just pleading with God. We don't want just to talk about prayer for six six sessions and not wrestling with God. We want to spend that time with God. But tomorrow, we'll talk about faith. We'll conclude what is the name, what is the meaning of praying in the name of God, or name of name of Jesus, and then we'll spend most of the time how to develop strong faith according to the Bible, according to the spirit of prophecy. And I believe that with the will of God and with faith strengthened, then we'll have the experience of Jesus. And we'll talk also about the, how to structure our prayer life, how to fight this idea of not having time for prayer. We'll talk about that as well. Well, our time is up. It is uh, uh, sharp there. But we would uh, just bow our heads as we pray. Father, thank you so much for revealing to us this key to an answered prayer. We know that our journey is still long. We need to learn a lot, but we are willing. So teach us, Lord, how to do this. Be with us now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. This message was recorded at the GYC 2014 conference at The Cross in Phoenix, Arizona. GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, seeks to inspire young people to be Bible-based, Christ-centered and soul-winning Christians. To download or purchase other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org.